Dear Lord God, our Heavenly Father, thank you for the blessings of this day. Thank you for the blessing of this time that we can spend together. Thank you for fellowship with you and your Son, with the Lord Jesus Christ and with each other. Thank you for family. Lord, we pray that all that is said and done this morning will be to your glory, and we ask you to bless us through this time that we spend together now. Amen. The theme of the thoughts this morning are I, I am the way and the truth, uh, which are the words of Jesus recorded to us in John chapter 14. But without reading John chapter 13, we sort of miss the context. So Becky will come and read uh, John 13, and then Liz will come up and continue with 14. Bible's here. It was just before the Passover feast. Jesus knew that the time had come for him to leave this world and to go to the Father. Having loved his own who were in the world, he now showed them the full extent of his love. The evening meal was being served, and the devil had already uh, prompted Judas Iscariot, son of Simon, to betray Jesus. Jesus knew that the Father had put all things under his power, and that he had come from God and was returning to God. So he got up from the meal, took off his outer clothing, and wrapped a towel around his waist. After that, he poured water into a basin and began to wash his disciples' feet, drying them with the towel that was wrapped around him. He came to Simon Peter, who said to him, Lord, are you going to wash my feet? Jesus replied, you don't realize now what I'm doing, but later you will understand. No, said Peter, you'll never wash my feet. Jesus answered, unless I wash you, you have no part with me. Then, Lord, Simon Peter replied, not just my feet, but my hands and my head as well. Jesus answered, a person who's had a bath needs only to wash his feet. His whole body is clean. And you are clean, though not every one of you. For he knew who was going to betray him. And that was why he said not everyone was clean. When he'd finished washing their feet, he put on his clothes and returned to his place. Do you understand what I have done for you? He asked them. You call me teacher and Lord, and rightly so, this is what I am. Now that I, Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you also should wash one another's feet. I've set you an example that you should do as I have done. I tell you the truth. No servant is greater than his master, nor is a messenger greater than the one who sent him. Now that you know these things, you will be blessed if you do them. I'm not referring to all of you. I know those I have chosen. But this is to fulfill the scripture. He who shares my bread has lifted up his heel against me. I'm telling you now before it happens, so that when it does happen, you'll believe that I am he. I tell you the truth. Whoever accepts anyone I send accepts me. And whoever accepts me accepts the one who sent me. After he'd said this, Jesus was troubled in spirit and testified, I tell you the truth. One of you is to betray me. His disciples stared at one another, at a loss to know which of them he meant. One of them, the disciple whom Jesus loved, was reclining next to him. Simon Peter motioned to this disciple and said, 
ask him which one he means. Leaning back against Jesus, he asked him, Lord, who is it? Jesus answered, It is the one to whom I will give this piece of bread when I've dipped it in the dish. Then dipping the piece of bread, he gave it to Judas Iscariot, son of Simon. As soon as Judas took the bread, Satan entered into him. What you're about to do, do quickly, Jesus told him. But no one at the meal understood him, understood why Jesus had said this to him. Since Judas had charge of the money, some thought Jesus was telling him to buy what was needed for the feast or to give something to the poor. As soon as Judas had taken the bread, he went out and it was night. When he was gone, Jesus said, Now is the Son of Man glorified, and God is glorified in him. If God is glorified in him, God will glorify the Son in himself and will glorify him at once. My children, I'll be with you only a little longer. You'll look for me, and just as I told the Jews, so I tell you now, where I am going, you cannot come. A new command I give to you. Love one another. As I have loved you, so you must love one another. By this all men will know that you are my disciples, if you love one another. Simon Peter asked him, Lord, where are you going? Jesus replied, Where I'm going you cannot follow now, but you will follow later. Peter asked, Lord, why can't I follow you now? I'll lay down my life for you. Then Jesus answered, Will you really lay down your life for me? I tell you the truth. Before the cock crows, you will disown me three times. Don't let your hearts be troubled. Trust in God. Trust also in me. In my Father's house are many rooms. If it were not so, I would have told you. I'm going there to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back and take you to be with me, that you also may be where I am. You know the way to the place where I'm going. Thomas said to him, Lord, we don't know where you're going, so how can we know the way? Jesus answered, I am the way, and the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. If you really knew me, you would know my Father as well. From now on, you do know him and have seen him. Philip said, Lord, show us the Father, and that will be enough for us. Jesus said, don't you know me, Philip, even after I've been among you such a long time? Anyone who's seen me has seen the Father. How can you say, show us the Father? Don't you believe that I am in the Father and that the Father is in me? The words I say to you are not just my own. Rather, it is the Father living in me who's doing his work. Believe me when I say that I am in the Father and the Father is in me, or at least believe on the evidence of the miracles themselves. I tell you the truth, anyone who has faith in me will do what I've been doing. He will do even greater things than these because I'm going to the Father. And I will do whatever you ask in my name so that the Son may bring glory to the Father.
You may ask me for anything in my name, and I will do it. If you love me, you will obey what I command, and I will ask the Father, and he will give you another counsellor to be with you forever, the Spirit of Truth. The world cannot accept him, because it neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him, for he lives with you and will be in you. I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you. Before long, the world will not see me anymore, but you will see me. Because I live, you also will live. On that day, you will realize that I am in my Father, and you are in me, and I am in you. Whoever has my commands and obeys them, he is the one who loves me. He who loves me will be loved by my Father, and I too will love him and show myself to him. Then Judas, not Judas Iscariot, said, But Lord, why do you intend to show yourself to us and not to the world? Jesus replied, If anyone loves me, he will obey my teaching. My Father will love him, and we will come to him and make our home with him. He who does not love me will not obey my teaching. These words you hear are not my own. They belong to the Father who sent me. All this I have spoken while still with you, but the Counselor, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and will remind you of everything I've said to you. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. I do not give it to you as the world gives. Don't let your hearts be troubled, and don't be afraid. You heard me say, I'm going away, and I'm coming back to you. If you loved me, you'd be glad that I'm going to the Father, for the Father is greater than I. I've told you now before it happens, so that when it does happen, you will believe. I will not speak with you much longer, for the Prince of this world is coming. He has no hold on me, but the world will learn that I love the Father, and that I do exactly what my Father has commanded me. Come now, let us leave. I first came to this church probably, I don't know, about 45 years ago, maybe slightly longer. And when I first came, I Am the Way, the Truth and the Life was painted on a, a ribbon or a scroll with a white background. And then it was time to decorate and John and Ben repainted it. John and Paul. Or Paul and Ben. Paul and Ben, John's brother, repainted it. And then when we decided to stick a, a bit of wood on the wall, because it was forever getting damp and whatever, we've, we've repainted it again. So I've seen that for close on 50 years. That's. They're words that Jesus said 2,000 years ago. And they're as relevant now as they were 50 years ago as they were 2,000 years ago. And that is what we are we're going to think about a little bit today. There are seven in John, 
And if you want to go through them chronologically, this is the sixth of the seventh. I am the vine follows on in the chapters afterwards. And each time Jesus makes these statements, he talks about, uh, he, he gives us an insight into who he is, who God is, and what his mission was. And if you just, just go back to chapter 13, verse 1, the context of this, I think, is verse 1 of, of John 13. It was just before the Passover feast. Jesus knew that the time had come for him to leave this world and go to the Father. This is the day before the Lord Jesus Christ is crucified. And he is with his disciples and it is the Last Supper. Verse 14 of chapter 13, Jesus says, After washing the disciples' feet, Now that I, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you also should wash one another's feet. I have set an example that you should do as I have done for you. The Son of God, God's representative, as much godliness as you could get in human form, had taken up one of the lowliest jobs that you could do to wash the feet of another. And in doing so, he was demonstrating God's love. He was demonstrating our need as followers of the Lord Jesus Christ to serve, to be humble and to be loving. Verse 33 of that chapter, Jesus says, My children, I will be with you. Only a little longer. You will look for me, and just as I told the Jews, so I tell you now, where I am going, you cannot come. Why not? Why can't we go? They had dropped everything and they'd followed him for three years. Why? They'd given up jobs, families, life, so that they could follow the Lord Jesus Christ. Why? And then he says, verse 34, A new command I give you, love one another, as I have loved you. So you must love one another. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples. You love one another. It's one of the last things he's going to say to his disciples. Because Jesus knows what is going to happen. Jesus doesn't have an endless amount of time with these people that he loves and he cherishes. Do you know that he's chosen to work for him, to allow them to work, to allow him to work through them after his resurrection and after he's taken up to heaven. These are his family. These are the closest to him. His time is limited. And what does he tell them? He tells them that they must love one another. So we need to understand the importance 
Do you know, I feel like I say these things all the time. And there's a sense in which words are cheap. And I sort of get that. And I also get that, you know, you can churn this stuff out and it can almost be trite. But it's what Jesus says. Do you know, it's what it's, it is actually what it's about. And it's demonstrated to us time and time again. The Lord Jesus Christ in his life demonstrated it. In these passages and these verses we will look at now, he will demonstrate it. It is about God's love. It is about the love of the Lord Jesus Christ. And if we believe in God and we believe in Jesus, then it's about allowing God and the Lord Jesus Christ to live within us. If we had a couple of hours, we could go through the chapters in John and we can see the oneness, the oneness between God and the Lord Jesus Christ, the oneness between the Lord Jesus Christ and his followers. And whilst words can be cheap and trite, actually these words should be deep and life-changing because that is what the Lord Jesus Christ intended. So verse 36, do you know, we often, we often chastise Peter for being, you know, giving it a bit too much of this before giving it a bit too much of this. But actually, he asks a really valid question, doesn't he? Verse 36, where are you going? Do you know, where haven't we been? Where, where are you going? I wonder, the very thought of the Lord Jesus Christ leaving them is maybe starting to sink in. This person whom they have followed, who has taught them and cared for them and shown them God through the miracles and the things he's done. And then all of a sudden, he's going somewhere and they're not going. And I wonder whether there is a fear and a panic and an unsettling nurse, I've just invented a word, hey, which they are now feeling. It's a perfectly valid question. Why can't we? And he goes on. He goes, I'll go wherever it takes. I will give my life. And Jesus sadly has to, to tell him that before the night is out, that he will that he will deny him. So, chapter 14. Do not let your hearts be troubled. Trust in God. Trust also in me. In my Father's house are many rooms. If it were not so, I would have told you. I am going there to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back and take you to be with me, that you also may be where I am. You know the way to the place where I am going. No, they didn't. Well, they did and they didn't. They didn't realise they knew where, how to get there, but they did. And this is then where we, where we come to this, this phrase here. Thomas said, Lord... We don't know where you're going, so how can we know the way? 
Jesus answered, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Now, as is my way, I've had a little, little look at the Greek of this, and I can report there is absolutely nothing special about the way, the truth, or the life. There are no clever translations, there are no clever Greek words. It is the way, the truth, and the life. The word used for way appears a hundred times, 50 times it's translated as way, 17 times as, as road, and seven times as path, and a few others. So, for example, Matthew 7:13, enter through the narrow gate, for wide is the gate and broad is the road that leads to destruction, and many enter through it, but small is the gate and narrow is the road that leads to life, and only a few find it. Narrow is the road. You see that, you know, that dinky little gate and that narrow little path. A narrow little road, even. That's the same word. That's the, that's the idea. If you want to get to where Jesus is going, there's one way of getting there. It's Jesus. If you want to get to where, God is, where Jesus is going, where is Jesus going? Jesus is going to his father's house. You want to go there? Jesus is the way. The truth. 109 times. This is more tedious. 94 times translated as truth. Five times translated as true. 